Well, Allendale presents Market Talk. Greg and Mike back at it again. Mike, we've got ourselves a good old-fashioned breakout. Uh, looks like markets are, are listening to what we said. Inflation is not going anywhere. And we've got what looks like uh, a very strong move here in the corn, strong move in the beans. Uh, maybe a little bit of a false breakout to the downside on the wheat. What do you think? Uh, yeah, that all sounds right. Uh, you got a nice breakout corn beans. Wheat didn't quite make it, but still has a nice upwards movement to it. So we'll see if it's able to try again tomorrow and get a good confirmed breakout there. But across the board, not looking bad whatsoever for the grain markets here today, especially being backed by the metals being supported, the crude being supported, the dollar being a bit lower. And uh, just really across the board, just nice support across the commodity space, excluding natural gas. Well, that natural gas, I mean, it's hard to argue with uh, with it maybe taking a day off after topping ten dollars a couple of days in a row here, but uh, um, this this market is just it feels like it's it's ready to do something again. You know, we've been we we kind of get bored when when it trades sideways ranges, and it's not that we've really broken out uh, to to the upside a ton in like what we had seen back in say January or in, in you know November December January for beans or in the spring for uh, uh for corn or wheat um but it does feel like maybe the we're opening things up outside of the recent ranges and that looks uh, that looks good but on the other hand you know you see markets like um uh hogs or you see like the uh, the cattle uh markets where they were in pretty good uptrends and all of a sudden they're looking a little sickly where, where do we go on those is that technical action is that fundamental uh, reason is that a combination of both here well you definitely have people on both sides of the market i can tell you that much uh <laughs> <laughs> looking at it from a reason why i mean technically speaking the hog market looks absolutely phenomenal for a double top it went up there filled up its gap put a nice evening star and then just started to just suck all life out of this market you saw increasing volume so looking really nice for just a technical setback there in the hogs and maybe we just go down to this and see this expanding pattern take place which would suggest move back down towards that low 80s mark for this october contract or maybe we flip over to the december and you see that's on a more of a most active basis but across the board hogs look weak uh, cattle side of things we have seen a setback. You saw a gap lower here today, and uh, it did it fill up. I think it just actually, yeah, it just filled its gap to the T here today. But nice dollars action there. But far and large, if you're looking at this thing, you do have a very nice uptrend in place. And as of right now, it looks like we are continuing to hold the lower band of that uptrending channel. So. How we interact tomorrow going into the week is really going to be big for that cattle market to make sure we, yeah, well, feeder cattle market for what I was just talking about, but seeing if we're able to hold that and able to find some support off the lower end, keeping that channel in play. Mm -hmm. Now it looks like uh, the U.S. is uh, is opening up the uh, the purse strings a, a, li a little bit to Ukraine again. Uh, what did I see? Three billion dollars uh, being set aside for uh, uh, for Ukraine again. Um, I mean. With all the inflation conversation that we've had that's going on out in the world, um, do, is there is there any choice for the uh, for the Fed uh, to not raise rates uh, by 
three quarters of a point uh, on the uh, in September when they get together? Uh, there is and there isn't. Cause they've been making the case for watching unemployment, watching some of these different numbers in order to justify any kind of movement that they may be doing. So with all the announcement of layoffs we've been seeing, potentially that curbs them from trying to really get aggressive, continue to be aggressive from here. But it's it's really going to come down to what they're going to be saying on Friday to give better evidence about what we should be expecting on further rate hikes or what may be it. Yeah, well, they're, they're, the Fed is having their, what is it, their annual retreat in Jackson Hole uh, where they uh, – Play some golf, do some fly fishing, talk about the economy, and then uh, Jerome Powell addresses everybody on Friday. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a blast. <laughs> um, I mean, at this point, uh, you know, you look at all the different uh, the different uh, indicators that they're watching, and it seems like the only one that's really lining up to bolster their case for avoiding a recession right now is the labor market. We've had uh, unemployment coming down. We've had uh, jobless claims uh, coming down. Um, you've had uh, an increase in in non-farm payrolls. So it, that looks of all the of all the metrics that they use, that one that sector looks like it's it's the best right now. That's a good sign. Um, but you look at you know manufacturing data or or housing starts or or you know anything like that, and you know mortgages are. It looks like the the housing market is starting that almost 2008 type collapse again and we don't have the same setup for it but it does feel like that's going to be one of those one of those things that drags us into it we already know you know china has their economic issues and the housing market over there is one of the major uh reasons for their for their problems or one of the major catalysts for their problems but um, I mean, we're dealing with the potential for recession in China. They just lowered rates or they just decided to lower rates. You've got um, uh, the EU is raising rates, uh, kind of following what the U.S. is doing. The U.K. is going to have to raise rates. Um, there's there's potential for 10 plus percent uh, uh, inflation in both of those areas. And this is, this is something that's not going away. Are we, we're past the, we've got to be past the point of a soft landing at this point, right? Yeah, at this point, I mean, we've got a few things that have taken place, and whether it drives us into this absolute collapse or whether or not we continue to see stagflation and a move to hyperinflation, which I think is more likely, it's it's a very difficult to avoid a bad situation at this point. Is but it's not I, it's not all downhill. So you talk about the stagflation, you talk about potential for hyperinflation. That means we we could see much higher prices in in the meantime. So I mean, we could be three to six to even nine months out from this you know this recession that just takes hold and, and grips everything. Um, in the meantime, we could see prices. You know, you could, and I'm not going to say this as a as a projection for anybody, but you could see seventeen dollar beans. You could see you know, $8 corn, it could happen. It, you know, you could be looking at crude going back above a hundred and maybe even pressing towards that 120, 130 area, which, uh, you know, was what the, what that high was uh, back in, what was it, March? So, I mean, we could see, uh, see the, you know, pain at the pump again. We're not, we're not far off of that. It's, it's, 
I know the uh, the current administration wants to say, oh, well, every day the the gas prices come down. I'm I'm still paying four dollars at the pump. I wouldn't be surprised if you know at Christmas we're still paying four dollars or four fifty or five dollars at the pump. Well, try and make everybody have a Merry Christmas, I guess, Greg. <laughs> I mean, it's that's the way it is. Food prices are uh, are through the roof. I I know I saw something the other day that uh, uh, beef prices had come down at the uh, at the grocery counter, which is good. You like to see that, you know, especially as you're as you're moving uh, into uh, the time of the year where you're probably staying home more. You're not eating out as much. Uh, maybe it's because it's getting colder or whatever. But you know. I mean, the natural gas prices uh, here being nine fifty to ten dollars, uh, that's not a good sign going into the uh, into the winter. You have the EU that has uh, all of their liquid natural gas issues and and energy uh, energy basically energy crisis created by the uh, the the need for Russian uh, Russian energies and that's not going away anytime soon. So I mean it's it's tough. To be bullish, it's tough to be bearish uh, because there are so many uh, on either side. But I think right now is what I'm looking at. Maybe it's more uh, more apt that we do have more upside, but that doesn't take away the risk for our um, for our our customers and what they need to be doing. What are you talking to your customers specifically about right now, Mike, when it comes to the potential for making sales or covering some of their uh, some of their uh production uh with uh, with hedges are you at that point are you having those discussions or is there a it's a if we get to xyz level we need to be doing something it's more of the latter with a lot of keep your phone close by type of conversations because how quickly this market moves you may be looking for 20 30 40 whatever sense you're looking for rise before making those hedges but that also might be tomorrow with how quickly the market moves right so definitely having lines in the sand of where do we establish floors especially for anything that's still yet to be sold off the combine um, or what may be it but you definitely need to have those price points in mind and either have something working or have your phone attached to your hip because it will happen quickly Sure. Well, and and we've we've had this conversation uh, uh, a few times, but we've got a new one to uh, to to talk about. So let's let's talk in general about this uh, this corn uh, market, uh, the gap that was uh, that was created last night, six thirty one on the December board. Um, measuring gap is that what we're going to be looking at that as? Yeah, we have the first gap that remains open. We keep opening opening measuring gaps on the chart that then turn into exhaust, and we get then you see another gap and it ends up being an exhaustion gap, and then we come back, fill up the measuring gap, and looks like we just continue to do this and continue to stair step higher on this movement. Okay, so at this point, if this gap holds, um, if we're calling it a a, a measuring gap, it, projection probably in the six seventy seven range, six seventy eight range, somewhere in there. Um, what if we if we see another gap tonight, or if we see a gap uh, um, maybe on Sunday night without filling this uh, this this one at six thirty one? That's your uh, that's exhaustion. it. That's the exhaustion. Yep. So that's we're very close to a top at that point. We need to be doing something with that. 
at least an intermediate top that comes back and fills up this measuring gap because that's mm -hmm. just the pattern we've been seeing is we open up the secondary gap we go up we make an exhaustion gap come back down fill it measuring gap exhaustion gap come back down fill it so that's what i'd be looking at as of right now if we do open up a exhaustion gap to look for hedges in place and look for the measuring gap to fill up in which case you can roll down hedges you can take some money off the table things along those lines but that's mm -hmm. the that's the pattern that's been developing so far look for that choppy trade to continue now do you get to the further away from that uh, um that original gap at 584 and a quarter does that make you uh and i'm not saying further away price wise further away time wise does that make you feel like as we start to, if we were to start to go and retrace back to it, does that make you feel that uh, it becomes a an acceleration point or just a uh, a support level for uh, uh, for this market? At this point, more of a support level. We may accelerate it through, but the longer we keep it open, the longer, the more that I'm inclined to say that we could start to fill up some of these topside uh, points of reference, especially with the gap still sitting above us. Mm -hmm. The longer we keep that lower gap open, and obviously this is the longer we've kept the higher gap open, the more it seems like we're going to get able to try to tag that upper gap. Okay. All right. Well, and uh, from a, a housekeeping standpoint here at Allendale, uh, we have our annual uh, acreage survey, or acre, uh, not acreage survey, but uh, yield survey uh, going on uh, through the end of this week. Mike, why don't you uh, uh, tell the people why we need their help? Well, nobody knows your field better than you. So we are doing the yield survey, tried to collect data the same way the USDA does for their September report, try to get ahead of them on what we may be expecting for further yield cuts. So if you guys have not participated yet, please give us a call 800-2-MARKET. That's 800-262-7538. Or you can visit us online at allendale-inc.com and you can fill out an acreage survey there. Any questions, again, please give us a call, 802-MARKET. But today for Allendale Market Talk, this is Mike Lung and Greg McBride signing off. You guys have a great one.